What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Win or Lose. We're going to talk this week about the NFL playoffs. It was a, some good games this weekend. I told you it was going to be some upsets. Let's talk about all those games. This is the college championship tonight, Alabama and Clemson Part 4. Who do I think will win that game? And we're going to talk about Jimmy Butler already having trouble in Philadelphia. Uh-oh. It's Win or Lose. Welcome to Win or Lose, everybody. This is Tim Bedgood. Thank you for joining me again. Hope everybody had a good weekend. A lot of football, a lot of things to get into as far as sports over the weekend. Let's start off with the NFL playoffs. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago Bears. The most exciting game of wild card weekend for me. Went down to the wire with a kicker deciding the game, and it didn't go that well for the Bears. The kicker, Cody Parkey, had a 42-yard field goal to win the game, and it hit the crossbar. No good. Bears are done. It was a good game. I'm going to start off with talking about the Bears first. I kind of feel like their inexperience kind of showed with the head coach. You know, I think his time management towards the end of the game was bad. I think he was kind of arrogant with the two-point conversion play. He kind of, I mean, this is an important two-point conversion. And you run that. You got Khalil Mack on the field doing some trick plays. This is an important two-point conversion here. Put the lead to seven. Eagles got to score a touchdown. The field goal only ties you. So I kind of didn't like that. Like it's time management on the last drive. He, I feel like he took his timeouts too late. I just feel like he it kind of showed he was kind of inexperienced. Uh, I thought Trubisky played good in the second half. I, you know, I'm not a big Trubisky guy, but he kind of impressed me the second half or the Eagles secondary decided to, you know, you know, stop playing in the fourth quarter. I don't know which one it was, but Trubisky let him down there. He played pretty good, I think, in the second half. First half, he was horrible. I mean, I can't, I can't defend him with his first half performance. But, you know, the Bears, I still think... You know, their future is bright. You know, first time in the playoffs and who knows how long. they. You know, they showed themselves pretty good. It's a good season for the Bears. I did not see this coming. I just feel like they, like I said, the inexperienced show. They, you know, usually all season long they used Cohen a lot. They didn't use Tariq Cohen. Well, he had a mismatch, I think, with the average Philadelphia linebackers. I think they didn't take advantage of that at all. They usually get their tight ends more involved. They didn't take advantage of that. And I think that might be the problem with them only scoring 15 points. They didn't use their strengths, in my advantage. Cohan, they didn't get Trey Burton involved. And the Eagles, you know, the Eagles defense played well, but I think the Bears left a lot of points off the board. And, you know, like I said, Trubisky missed a lot of passes in that first half. And the Bears had their chances. It shouldn't have to come down to the kick, but you know he's going to get the blame. I mean, it's the playoff time. You can't be missing these you can't be missing field goals like that. You know, it was no win. It was no excuse. He should be out of a job. No kicker has missed more field goals than him this year. I don't think he survives this. I think he will be, if not on another team, he might not. He might be out the league watching the games with us on Sundays. I don't know. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles now. I liked it, this matchup. I predicted. I said, I said the Eagles would win this game. I said the Eagles would win this. And you've seen the Eagles found a way. The heart of a champion. 
You never, you don't ever give up. In the words of Rudy T, the heart of a champion, never under, underestimated. They came out. This was a good matchup. I think they was an experienced team against a non-experienced team. You know, Eagles wouldn't be intimidating playing in Soldier Field, you know, even though it was a nice day for Chicago standards in January, but they held cold weather team too, so they wouldn't be intimidated by going in the Soldier Field. You know, what can I say, man? Nick Foles. He got a lot of help yesterday. Don't get me wrong. He had a bad game from what we've seen from last year in the playoffs. He had a bad game. But, man, when they needed him to step up, he delivered. That big fourth down pass to Golden Tate. Another one early on third down to Golden Tate. And that big third down to set up first and goal to Alshon Jeffrey. He let him down there when they needed it. They got in the end zone. I don't know what to say about Nick Foles. I'm a Carson Wentz guy myself. I think Carson Wentz is the better quarterback. But it seems like they're more focused with Foles out there. I guess everybody's concentration level just goes up a little bit more with Foles out there. He commands the you know, the huddle. They get behind him. Defense plays a hell of a lot better because they know we got our backup in. We got to be on our, you know, our, our hands. Everything got to be to the table. So I like how they play with Foles out there. They seem like they're more focused. O-line played great. They kept him, clipped Mac off of him for most of the time. It wasn't too bad. They barely got some pressure, but for the most part, I think the Eagles offensive line played well. Like I said, Nick Foles, I mean, he does nothing great. He just does everything good. He does nothing great. Just does everything. He's like a Toyota Camry. Like, don't, it ain't the most fancy, ain't the best thing in the world, but just gets the job done. Just reliable. Come in here and do your job. Eagles moving on. You know, I still think Wentz is the quarterback moving forward. You know, it's usually, he wasn't healthy this year. It's usually a, that ACL injury is usually another year after the, you come back this year. Then next year, we should see the Carson Wentz we knew and loved the year before. I think he's still going to be the quarterback, but I love watching this Foles magic right now. He just gets the job done. So now they move on to the scene of the crime where they had their worst game of the season. They got blown out by the New Orleans Saints 48-7. to I don't know. I kind of feel like the Saints kind of rubbed it in and ran the score up like it was like Ohio State against Bowling Green or something where they got to get blow you out to make sure they stay high in the rankings. I don't know what it was, but the Saints put it on them. I know the Eagles ain't going to forget that. I think it's going to be a better game this year. It's going to be a better game this time around than it was earlier in the season. And if Foles pulls this one off, man, I don't know what else to say. I do not know what to say, y'all. Eagles moving on to New Orleans. Should be a good game. It should be a good one. Let's talk Cowboys and Seahawks. That was a good game Saturday night. Cowboys and Seahawks. Cowboys end up pulling it out 24-22. And I got to tell you, I like what I'm seeing from this Cowboy team. Now, they made it a little closer than what it should have been. Seattle was a little too conservative for me. I think Dallas should have won by more, but they got the job done. Dak Prescott starting to come into his own. To me, that's the only weakness for the Cowboys, in my opinion. They maybe need another receiver or so and, you know, groom the tight ends a little bit more. But Dak has always been the question for me. They can get Dak going right. They got everything. The running back, the O-line, the defensive front, the linebackers, the secondary is solid. 
the Dallas Cowboys are going to be a tough out. And in this game, Dak made some plays. Like, to me, he was the reason they won this game. Of course, the defense stifled Seattle. That Seattle offense was too conservative for me. You know, to have Russell Wilson and all you doing, I know they was good with running the ball this year, but, I mean, come on. Sometimes it's the playoffs. You play to win the game. You got Russell Wilson. Throw the ball some. You know, Lockie can be just Doug Baldwin's an experienced wide receiver. You act like you got Blake Bortles out there and you scared to throw the ball. That was my problem with Seattle. Pete Carroll, I still ain't forgave him for not running Marshawn Lynch at, at the one-yard line. You don't want to run when you're the Super Bowl at the one-yard line with the beast, but you want to run second and 13 every damn play this game. I Don't get me started on Pete Carroll. I still ain't forgave him for four years ago, but this is about the Cowboys. I think they did enough to win. Jason Garrett finally wasn't a liability. You know, I think they'd be winning in spite of him instead of because of him. You know, he finally wasn't a liability. They went out there and got the job done. But like I said, the key was Dak. He played a good game. He had that one interception, but I think that was more a hell of a play by the linebacker than a bad throw by Dak, which is a hell of a lot a play KJ Wright made intercepting that ball in the end zone. But other than that, I thought Dak played well, get Zeke the ball. You know, they gonna ride Zeke. He had 137 rushing yards. Total 169 total yards. He was amazing. Amari Cooper, big trade, picking him up. Seven catches, 106. And they just really, oh, yeah, I want to also want to say, uh, pray for Alan Hearns. I seen that. Whew, that was that was, that was was crucial, what happened to his ankle. If you ain't seen it, don't see it. Oh, man. So I'm praying for him. Hopefully he gets back healthy. They say he can make it back at August. But that was a scary injury. I'm praying for him. But the Cowboys are now moving on to play the Rams which I think is a, a good matchup for the Cowboys. I'm not making my prediction right now. It's still too early, but I think it's a good matchup. I think they can, you can run the ball on the Rams. Dallas can play some ball control, keep them off the field. Dak can, you know, do what he do. Don't make no mistakes. And like I said, let the defense do what they do. Once the defense is playing good ball and doing what they doing, the Cowboys, can, I feel like they can play with anybody. Like I said, I'm still not 100% sold on the coach but you know I think this team has enough talent to keep it moving on you know it's going to be tough going up there at the Rams but I can guarantee you this though watch that game Saturday night it's going to be like it's going to be a home game for the Cowboys 75% of that crowd going to be cheering for the Cowboys even though it's in Los Angeles mark my words 75% 75% of them fans going to be cheering for the Cowboys. So it's going to be like it's a home game for the Cowboys. We don't know how fresh Todd Gurley's going to be. He has got a couple of weeks off, but we don't know yet. So you take that into consideration. Cowboys coming off a good win over a battle-tested Seattle team. They, I think they got the better matchup going to play the Rams instead of the Saints. Playing in Los Angeles, I think it's going to be a home game. Dak and Zeke got some confidence. Defense playing great. It's going to be a good game. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to this game. I can't wait to preview it later in the week. Cowboys moving on to Los Angeles. Let's talk Chargers and Ravens. 
Oh, man. The Lamar Jackson experience was going great for Baltimore. You know, they he really got them in the playoff run, you know, because they was kind of, you know, flirting with Fluco or Flacco. And, you know, it looked like their season was starting to, you know, fall apart. There's whispers of John Harbaugh's job in jeopardy. Is he in trouble? And Lamar Jackson kind of came in and kind of gave him a little shot of energy and kind of, I think, lifted a team that was, you know, I thought didn't wasn't going to make the playoffs and got them in. They finished strong. They went, came back and after the Steelers choke, came back and, and won the division. They was playing the Los Angeles Chargers, a team they played, you know, about two, three weeks ago. So they kind of had a feel on Lamar. They seen him for, before, so they kind of had a feel on Lamar Jackson. And they played like it. Yeah, that defense was lights out in that first half. Lamar Jackson couldn't get anything going. That Ravens offense was in trouble. They, I mean, they couldn't do nothing yesterday. They were shut down. Jackson was struggling badly. You could tell he was a rookie in his first playoff start. He looked like a deer in headlights. He just looked shell-shocked out there. He didn't know what was going on. You know, I think the team was there. The defense kept him in the game. The defense played great as usual, you know, keeping Los Angeles out of the end zone and keeping the game closer than what it should have been because that offense was god-awful that first half. And I think that might have gave Chargers a little – a little bit more because they had seen him before so they knew what he was going to bring to the table so that kind of kind of helped them out on what to go up against and they showed that he did nothing going so it was 12 nothing at the half and crowd was booing you know oh my god what's going on can we you know can we get something going let's move the ball to John Harbaugh's credit he stuck with the young guy he stuck with the rookie they done with Flacco. I mean, I've been done with Flacco for years. I don't know what took Baltimore so long. I've been done with him. He's been stealing money for years, in my opinion. This nonchalant, oh, God, G. Willie attitude. He, he, need, he needed to go. You know, get him out of there. He got a Super Bowl. He yeah, overpaid him because he won the Super Bowl. But he never was a top-notch quarterback, in my opinion. That's why y'all have been struggling. Ever since y'all gave him that money, have y'all made the playoffs since? I don't know. You get this young guy in, get some fresh enthusiasm out there, team rally behind him, they make the playoffs. In my opinion, they just ran into a better team. I think the Chargers was 12-4 this year. They were a better team than the Ravens. Even though the Ravens beat them a couple of weeks ago, like I said, I think the Chargers got them again, got to prepare a little bit better for Jackson, and they threw everything in the kitchen sink at them. And and I predicted the Chargers would win this game. They uh, went out and took care of business. Tried to give it away at the end. They was trying their best to let the Ravens hang around. And the Ravens got the ball back with a chance to go down there and, and try to steal this game. I couldn't believe it. But the Chargers defense stepped up. Melvin Ingram was unbelievable yesterday. I mean, Jesus. He's going to have to be like that this Sunday going against the veteran Tom Brady. But him and Bosa coming at you, that defense stood up and they, you know, took care of the Ravens. I'm glad to see Chargers and Rivers get a playoff win. Coach Anthony Lynn, I like him. I'm still kind of worried about that Charger offense. I don't know. They, they're playing against a good defense, so I give them that. But Melvin Gordon does not look good. He's not 100%. But Melvin Ingram is. This defense might have to go to Foxborough and win it for him. Stop the run, get some pressure from Brady. That's how you usually beat the Patriots. So I'm glad... To see the Chargers moving on, I'm happy for Jackson. He just needs to go to the lab, work on his game a little bit, 
And I see I see a bright future for Lamar Jackson. But the Chargers moving on to Foxborough. Phillip Rivers is 0-7 against Tom Brady in his career. You know, this would be good for him to right out his wrongs, go into Foxborough, win. I think they should win this game. I think they're a better team than the Patriots. But playing in Foxborough in January, you see some strange things happen. So I don't know. It's still too early. I like the Chargers, but I'm not going to – don't quote me on that right now. It's still early. Don't quote me on that. But I like what I'm seeing from the Chargers. I think they can go beat this New England team. And we'll see. They got the better team, I think. They got the receivers. They got the running. Like I said, the running back's not healthy, but they got plenty of depth behind him. So um, let's see. I'm going to see Phillip Rivers make some noise in the playoffs. He's been a good quarterback who's kind of underachieved in playoff football. And what a better way to overcome all that than going to Foxborough and beating Tom Brady. Chargers moving on to New England. It should be a good one next Sunday. Colts and Texans, the first game to start the NFL playoffs this season. The Indianapolis Colts went into Houston and I think dominated the Houston Texans 21-7. Colts jumped out to a quick lead with their first drive, 7-0, went down there and scored like it was nothing and it was on from there. They clearly looked like the better prepared, just better team on Saturday. Like I said, they offense came out moving the ball. Got a little conservative in the second half, I think. But the damage was done. Houston couldn't move the ball. The coach defense did a lot of bending but not breaking, getting off the field, making timely stops. They went into Houston and got a good playoff win. Now let's talk about, like, Andrew Luck looks like he's good. He still throws those interceptions that keeps teams in games at the wrong time to me. But he played good enough to win. The running game was amazing. Marlon Mack, 26 carries, 148 yards. Watton Clowney wasn't a factor. The offensive line, this has been the biggest, you know, change I've seen in years, you know. Uh, last year, they won the worst. This year, they won the best. They keep Andrew Luck clean. He didn't get touched that game. He was able to keep Clowney and Watt. Like, they, I didn't even know they was playing Watt made one play, but Clowney, I didn't even know he was playing. That's how good the coach's offensive line was. And it's just such a, like, to me, they, they're really, like, kind of evenly matched teams, but the, the coaching disparity is just, I mean, Frank Wright compared to Bill O'Brien is no contest. And you see it in this game, like, I don't know what the Texans going to do with Bill O'Brien, but, I mean, he's got to go. Like, he's just supposed to be this offensive guru, quarterback whisperer. they trying to make him be, but seven points, I mean, come on. Then you go, you punt when you don't need to. You go for it when you don't need to. Houston just was not unpre- was just not prepared at all. They looked like it was just a preseason game for, for the first half. I don't know what's – like I said, if Houston's going to go anywhere, they need to get that offensive line together. They need to get that secondary taken care of. And that, in my opinion, they need to let Bill O'Brien go. And they're running – I mean, it, Houston should be the team trying to go get Le'Veon Bill because Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue really don't really don't excite me. Don't really get the Houston Texans fans like where they should be. Texans won and done. To me, they kind of overachieved anyway. They was, what, 11-5, and five, about nine of those games. Could have went either way. So, their record was really better than what they really are. Plus, like I said, they, they doing it, like, in spite of their coaching. Like, they got talent, 
So they win it in spite of to me having an average coach. Bill O'Brien, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I guess he came from Brady and Belichick, so he's getting more of a leash than I think he should be. He should have been on if Houston didn't make the playoffs, I think he would have been a part of that Black Friday that I talked about on the last episode. Okay, the coach move on. They now place the Kansas City Chiefs, the number one seed in the AFC, highest scoring team in the league. This is going to be a challenge for the coach defense. We're looking like, okay, they looking good. They've been good. Defense been playing great these last 10 weeks. This will be the ultimate challenge right here against the Kansas City Chiefs. Because you know the Kansas City Chiefs going to take shots downfield. They're not going to play that Chuck down Charlie and all that Deshaun Watson was doing. And he's up here jumping up, signaling first downs, and he's down 21 nothing. But he's still young. So, you know, I guess I give him a pass. He's still got some maturing to do. But coaching... Coach and Chiefs, they got another young quarterback. His first playoff start next week with Mahomes. We'll see how they handle that. Should be a good one. I like the way this coach team is playing. I like the way they playing. They can move the ball against Kansas City. This going to be a, I don't know if I was the Chiefs. I don't know if I'd be wanting the coach. But it's outside. They at home. Crowd going to be rocking. Maybe that'll push them over the top. But this is definitely a game I'm looking forward to. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be on next Saturday at 4.30. I think that's when the uh, Colts and Chiefs start off, that start off. Let's talk Jimmy Butler. It's reports out of Philadelphia that he's already complaining and having issues with the way Brett Brown is calling plays or his involvement with the offense and the way plays are set up and I can't believe this. I mean, has he even been there three months? I mean, Jimmy, come on now. I mean, you just gotta have a bad situation with Minnesota. But they reportedly have just fired Tom Thibodeau today. That might have something to do with him sticking up for Butler and the way he handled that situation, I don't know. But back to Jimmy. You just got out of a situation with Minnesota. Where you wasn't getting along with the young players. They didn't know how you react was going to react with certain things. They was, it was just a big issue. So you got out of Minnesota. You also had your issues in Chicago. You know, this is your third team in three years, Jimmy. And at some, at some point, like, you got to look in the mirror and take some responsibility. I mean, this is your third marriage. You know, we can't keep on, oh, is Keisha crazy? Uh, well, what happened with Tiffany? Uh, well, she crazy too. Uh, what happened with Tanya? Uh, she crazy too. Now, at some certain point, you got to look like you crazy, Jimmy. You the problem. It's your third marriage. You might be the problem. Now, let's go back. You had issues in Chicago. Okay. You didn't go and get along with the general manager. They got you out of the Minnesota. Well, somebody who you was used to. Tom Thibodeau he brought you into Minnesota a fresh start. Then you didn't like the way some of the players, you know, they didn't have the same, you know, wanting to win the way you wanted to. They ain't do the things you wanted to do. They ain't want to handle the business the way you wanted to handle the business. So you had an issue there. And I understand, Jimmy. It is sometimes you play with those guys who, like, they look like they just want a paycheck. They don't want to go out there and work hard and want to win. Like, when you lose, they not as mad as you are. I understand that. 
but at some point, you gotta have some self-awareness. You gotta look yourself in the mirror and be like, this is my third team in three years. Let me go into this new situation and kinda, you know, just go with the flow for now. You know, this is a new start, a good team. I think y'all have a chance to, you know, do some damage in the East. You know, you got Embiid, the best big man in the league. Simmons, who they say might be the next Magic Johnson. You got talent around you. Don't go in here and mess this up. They want to pay you. They just traded two of their starters away. They don't, and, and then for taking a chance on you for one season. They don't want to lose you after this season. They want to pay you, as long as you don't mess it up. But the way it's going, it seems like you messing it up. So I don't know what to think about Jimmy Butler. I like Jimmy Butler. I'm a Jimmy Butler fan. But at some point, it's like, dude, it's your third team in three years. Your third marriage. It ain't sometimes, it ain't the chicks that's crazy. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes it ain't the team that's crazy. Sometimes it's you. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I ain't the biggest Brett Brown fan in the world either. Me either. I don't, I, he ain't the best player in the world to me. Best coach in the world to me either. But sometimes you got to, like, just bite the bullet, go in there, handle your business, come to work, play, be a leader of this team, embrace the young guys, help them get better, talk to them constructive criticism without hurting their feelings. You know, these NBA players nowadays is young. I know you different breed, you bred different, you cut from a different cloth, I get it. But sometimes you got to know how to handle these young guys and they soft feelings, you know? And now they're saying, you know, and I understand some people are saying Jimmy Butler got the Mamba mentality. He's cut from the same cloth as Kobe. But the thing is, he ain't got Kobe resume. So they ain't going to take that, you know, from him the way they would take it from a Kobe who's won five championships. You know, numerous all-stars, MVPs in the league and all that stuff. Known across the world as one of the best to ever do it. They're not going to take it from Jimmy Butler, who's not even made to a conference finals. I think he did with Chicago, but he wasn't even hardly playing. That was Derrick Rose's team. So, I don't know, Jimmy. I mean, I don't want you to get blackballed out this league like they did Iverson. And now they're trying to do Carmelo Anthony. You know, I don't want you playing in China. You are, you are all-star. You should be in the NBA. I don't want you getting blackballed where they're taking you off to China. You an NBA player. They already don't like your haircut. That's one strike against you. They don't like the way you come out there looking. So let's just, you know, sometimes you got to have self-awareness. Okay, let me, this is my third team in three years. Let me get it together. Let me handle my business. I don't want to mess this good thing up. I got but a good team who actually got a chance to do some things. Think about it. I don't want you in China. I don't want you overseas. I don't want you blackballed like Melo. Pretty, pretty soon they're going to be saying, well, Jimmy Butler should come off the bench. Knowing damn well you one of the best five players on the team like they're doing Melo now. He should come off the bench. Oh, is he an NBA player? He should retire. No, you're an NBA player. You're going to get your money. Just go in there, handle your business. Quit complaining about every little thing. Embiid was complaining when you first got there about he wasn't getting enough touches. Now you complaining about you ain't getting enough touches. It ain't enough balls to go around, it seems like, in Philadelphia. I like this Sixers team. I don't want Butler coming here being the young player killer that he has been in his past with the Bulls, Timberwolves, now Sixers. This is a good thing. I want Jimmy Butler to get his money, and I want him to win, but I don't want him to mess it up. 
And the way it's going right now, it seems like that might be happening. I don't want Jimmy Butler to get blackballed out the league. I want him to be in this league. Hopefully he gets that taken care of, has some self-awareness and be like, look, let me just go here and do my job, help this team win, be a leader, and let's win some games. I think this team can make a run in the East. College football national championship tonight. Clemson, Alabama, number four. Four straight years they've met. Three in the championship. One in the semifinals of the playoffs, but fourth year in a row. Clemson and Alabama. Dabo and Saban. We're here again tonight. Championship game in Levi Stadium. I don't know, they switch it up. You can use the Sugar Bowl or Orange Bowl, but it's in the Bay Area tonight. Hopefully we get a good game. We usually do when these two teams come together. The fourth year in a row, two good defenses. NFL talent all over the place. I mean, everywhere you look, everybody, majority of these players tonight you see tonight will be playing on Sunday. These are the two top programs in the country. And... Uh, two best programs over the last 10 years. Alabama with six championships. Saban looking for seven tonight. He has dominated college football. It's going to be a good game. Dabo Sweeney's a good coach. Clemson's a hell of a program. I think, like I said, two good defenses. Two quarterbacks I think is going to be in the NFL. Oh, man, I wouldn't be surprised if these two teams met again. You know, it's like a TV show, like season five, Alabama and Clemson next year. I mean, I'm a little excited about it. You know, I kind of wish we had two different teams, but it is what it is. I'm going to watch. I'm entertained. I'm hoping for a good game. I don't know. We'll see. Trevor Lawrence is a freshman. I hope the moment is not too big for him, even though he showed up against Notre Dame. But going up against Alabama, Notre Dame, come on now. Two totally different monsters. You're a totally different monster, you know. So we gonna see tonight. Uh, I can't bet against Saban and and the Crimson Tide tonight. I wouldn't mind seeing Clemson win, but I just don't see it. I see Alabama winning tonight, thirty-four to twenty. I think they got the better defense. You're not gonna be able to run the ball against Alabama, so they're gonna have the the freshman Lawrence is going to have to beat him, and I just don't know if he can do it. I don't think he's really played a great defense this year like Alabama has. Uh, like I said, Alabama just got talent all over the place. They always find a way to win. Uh, like I said, I, I just see Alabama being too strong. Clemson still playing without three, three players on the defensive line. I just don't see how they overcome that against Alabama. You got to be a full strength. Everybody has to be ready. No distractions. And I just don't see that tonight. I see Alabama winning this game 34-20. Saban wins his seventh national championship. Unbelievable run he's had in Alabama. Alabama will win tonight 34-20. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of Win or Lose. I'll be back later on this week to have my predictions on the NFL playoff games coming up this weekend. You guys have a good one. Thank you.